Yeah, you know what that means? That means that we got an interview coming on here, not the same old normal stuff. So let's get right to it. It's a new year. It's 2023. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, thank you for listening to the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. And on this edition of the WCHL podcast, we're going to kick the new year off in style. Our very special guest is the Executive Director of the ACHA, Mr. Craig Marnett. Now, as you'll listen to this, Craig and I, you'll, you'll, you'll know or you'll, you should, I guess, just be aware that Craig and I have known each other for a while and um, he puts up with a lot of my baloney. So uh, we, there's, a, there's a comfort, there's a, uh, uh, some familiarity there. Hopefully that doesn't bleed through nearly as much to get in the way of some of the information. But listen, for the next hour and 15 minutes, if you've got the time, Craig's got a ton of information to give to you. So uh, sit back and get comfortable, but um, not too comfortable because here comes ACHA Executive Director, Craig Barnett. Hey, this is Chris Perry. I am the Commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is the WCHL Podcast, and it's our very special pleasure to have on as a guest on this edition of the WCHL Podcast what I consider to be the best damn thing that ever happened in the ACHA. It's ACHA Executive Director Craig Barnett. Craig, thank you so much for coming on to this uh, cheesy podcast and putting up with me and uh, some some dumb questions, maybe. But thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. You didn't have to do this. Oh, I, 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 I'm looking forward to this, Chris. I appreciate you having me on and uh, certainly following the WCHL and, and the great success that some of your teams or a lot of your teams are having this this season but uh, anytime i can talk to somebody about the acha and what, what what's going on and what our student athletes are doing i always welcome that opportunity so thank you well look at you you're you're you, see I, you just proved right there why i think you're you're the best hire the best thing that, that the acha has done in the past 10 15 years so i, I, I that's that's very kind words of you, but I don't know about you. Yeah, well, I, I know others may disagree, but but they're they're wrong, so that's fine. All right, you've been the ACHA executive director since 2018. I still don't know why you said yes. I don't know why you wanted the job um, after sitting there for a year. I I mean, you you're you're doing a much better job of playing politics than I ever did. Um, and you just signed a five-year extension, so now you're there through 2027. <laughs> Why? You still think I'm a smart guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering why. I mean, I'm, I'm a like I'm a lucky guy. That's for sure. I'm very grateful for this this opportunity, and and you know, and I can tell we're kind of being a little loose here on this show. So, yep. you know, I'll, I'll just be myself, but. You know, seriously and honestly, and true facts. You know, I I, I never forget uh, when this position was open. You know, I, I was in Colorado chasing you down to to meet you and put a face to my 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 name and my resume that was submitted to the ACHA, and uh, um, you and I ended up uh, connected in the lobby of the, uh, the the convention hotel there, sitting beside uh, a piano bar. Yep. in the middle of the lobby and and uh, we we probably spent a good 45 minutes and so and talking about the ACHA and you 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 kind of quizzed me on myself and background and uh 
I, I, you know, I came away from that, Chris, again, dead serious that, you know, even if uh, this doesn't work out for me, that, uh, you know, I met a really cool guy that uh, really, really cares about the ACHA and who the next executive director was going to be. So um, you were a big reason why I took this, you know, and I've told you that before. And I'll tell, tell your audience that again, you know, um, yeah, you were a big reason and that the passion that uh, people that I work with on a, on a daily basis from the board to, to our staff and, and, and more importantly to our membership um, and the passion they have and what they do for our student athletes is just incredible. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the kind words. I, I remember that as well. You, you tracked me, you actually tracked me down first in Columbus at nationals. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we had, uh, we were able to, to meet at the hotel elegante in Colorado Springs I don't know if a hotel has ever been mis- more misnamed than the Hotel Elegante. And, uh, but we, you, you're right. I, I, I remember, you know, walking, I, I think it's funny how you characterize that because I was trying to learn more about you, not, not to, because I'm sitting here pinching myself going, what is a dumb guy, a fat kid from Oklahoma doing talking to this guy? Who's a, an, an athletic director played, uh, you know, call big time college hockey, national champion, played professional hockey. You know, what am I? I'm I'm just a bozo, and here a pretender amongst all these uh, these eagles. But I I remember, uh, you know, we went our separate ways after that, and I rounded the corner and called Paul Hebert and said, "Yeah, we found our guy." So, uh, and then and then I sat for another forty five minutes talking to him, relaying to him everything that we uh, that we had discussed. So. I, it was, it was, I was grateful that you were persistent and that you, uh, um, wanted, wanted the gig because it was, uh, we, we needed somebody and we needed somebody competent and somebody who had some passion is that, you know, that, that equaled what we had. Um, and, uh, I thought we found it. I still think we found it in Craig Barnett. So I'm grateful. Uh, and I'm also grateful that we never have to go back to the Hotel Elegante in Colorado Springs ever again. Oh, my gosh. What a... Yes, yes. Yeah. We have a good piano player, though, and unfortunately, he, he was playing the piano right beside us there when we were trying to, to talk, and... <laughs> Um, but they they did have a piano player, so that was that was impressive. Well, and the and the other thing that was impressive was how many times we got interrupted with people coming up to you and just saying hey, and, and that you know, I, I realized that you know didn't ha- it wasn't an interview at all. I, heck, I that wasn't my place to to do that. But um, it was just impressive to see the connections and how many people uh, knew Craig Barnett, how many people you knew. And, um, it was, uh, anyways, it was, yeah, that was, that was a good day, a very good day for the ACHA, I thought. So, all right. Uh, you've been in the, in the hot seat since 2018. Uh, what is, can you, can you point to, is there one thing that stands out that you're the most proud about besides being here on the WCHL podcast? Um, is there one thing that, uh, that, that you can point to that says, yep, this right here right now is my crowning achievement so far. Well, you, you know, like there's several, you know, oh. in, in, okay. in, I, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy speaking and presenting and, and doing everything that you can to talk to people about the ACHA. So that, that's, 
that's a, that's a big thing. But I, I guess there's a couple things. I, I get to, I get to expand that to two if I could. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think what we're all most proud about, um, you know, is, is, is coming out of COVID uh, as we did, you know, that was a, that was a challenge for everybody on a personal level, business level, you know, uh, worldwide level, um, that situation. And, and, you know, you know, kudos to, to our student athletes, you know, many of them that were high school students back in, at that time, you know, a year or two, three ago, um, you know, that were, were, you know, maybe trying to finish their, their high school education, getting ready for college, you know, in their living rooms and, and, and not socializing. And we all know how important socialization and, social media are to, to, to our, our, our students and student athletes and, you know, going through that difficult time and being successful and moving on from high school. And, and for those that were in college doing the same thing, you know, at, a, at an all different level. Um, I just think that uh, coming out of that and, 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 and those, those, you know, young men and women that were able to, to succeed academically and, 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 you know, socially and, and more important, you know, individually as, as good human beings, that's a, t- that's a tough task, you know, that we, you and I and, and many others that are a little bit older than our college students these days have never really been through that before either. And, and uh, for them at that age, I think the challenges that they faced and the successes that they had coming out of it, I, I understand there's, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's people that may have some, some challenges and some issues and mental issues and, and so forth come going through that. But, uh, you know, the, the majority and being able to come out of that and, and going into, you know, selfishly into last season in the ACHA and having almost, almost a normal season was a huge accomplishment. I think I feel, you know, yep. um, so I'm very proud of, 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 you know, uh, the ACHA, our, our leadership, our, our, our staff, and, and our coaches, and everybody that believes in the ACHA, given those opportunities for the student athletes to bounce back and be able to compete and, and do what they love to do while they're, they're going to school and working on their, their college degree, I think is, is something we all should be very, very proud of. Um, <clears throat> I, I, if, I had, if I had another more tangible thing to, to, to point to, I, I think, um, you know, we should be excited to, to be going into the national tournament this year with, with, um, you know, uh, go with a title sponsor. I think, I think having a title sponsor, um, for a national tournament was a, a big step for the ACHA as a whole. You know, when you look at it from a business perspective, um, it brings, I, I feel it brings some credibility to the ACHA, which we, which we, which we definitely deserve. Um, I, I feel like um, partnering with a, a company like like Flow Sports, Flow Hockey, um, and, and them investing um, some financial uh, money to the ACHA in order to broadcast our national tournaments and be and be the title sponsor of our national tournament for the next five years is, is a was it was a great accomplishment that you know the ACHA deserved and it was going to happen sooner than later and I'm just uh very grateful what happened uh you know right now so we we could um move forward with this partnership and continue to advance it very very nice very nice how did that uh how did that deal with flow hockey come about 
But, you know, as a partner, um, you know, they just went through a, a, a change in ownership. Um, hockey, hockey Tech was, you know, was, was, was the group that uh, um, that brought – that they, they, they used, the, you know, the website technology and the stat technology and all the technology that, you know, the ACHA now uses um, to, to help promote our sport and our, and our teams and players. Um, um, they also owned Hockey TV, and, and uh, the owner uh, Stu Siegel, who used to own the Florida Panthers, uh, owned that for a lot of long time, and, and built together a great suite of products that uh, many many leagues across the the, the globe uses, uh, from Europe over you know to North America and so forth. And um, I think that was a big step for us to to again um, coming off point streak. Um, which a lot of us still, you know, used for a long time and wherever we were at the junior levels, youth levels, college levels. I mean, they were, they were the, the Cadillac for a long time and, you know, have since kind of, uh, not necessarily fizzled out. There's still a product that's out there, but they've, they've been bought by now two different companies and maybe some resources are put into, into different areas than they used to be. Um, so I feel like hockey tech, uh, really kind of took over, um, as being the king in that area for, for, you know, the last few years now, for sure. Um, so when, when we, when we finished 2019 in Dallas, that was the last year that the ECHA, um, did such a great job with, with AJ Bolden's leadership in, in, in the broadcasting area. Of, of, of streaming the national tournament internally, you know, and, and that was such a huge task uh, for him and his, his staff that he put together and, and everybody that we brought to the national tournament in Dallas. I think there was about 40 plus uh, broadcasting staff people that, you know, we, you know, had to provide accommodations for travel for food for, you know, and, and AJ took care of all the, the staffing schedules and, and the broadcast itself, which was incredible, you know, and, and, um, and I know that at that time that was the right product, uh, for the ACHA and, and, um, they, you know, the brought the, the end product was fantastic, you know, but, yep. but uh, you know, they, then when you come to, to the meetings and you look at the, the financial pieces and the expenses of doing that internally, uh, compared to, you know, any type of revenue coming in, which some of our membership were, were looking at and asking questions about, you can tell at that time that, you know, where we were financially and as a, as a, as a membership and association that, you know, it might not be the best way of doing things anymore when, you know, people now are trying to be maybe more fiscally responsible, depending on what industry you're in and so forth. And I think for a nonprofit as we are and, and um, all the work that was necessary for for people to do to to provide that product uh, maybe outweighed no matter how great that final product was outweighed what that result was. So sure. So we turned we turned the hockey tech at that time in, in hockey TV to to look at us and 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 when I first got the job back in 2018 i did speak with hockey tv at that time about what the cost would be you know because i wasn't sure if we were going to continue internally or not and you know i mean i remember getting the quotes you know for for dallas and it was like man they were going to charge us you know 
close to 80 grand, 90 grand, you know, which was close to what our expenses were yeah. doing it internally. And, um, you know, so it was pretty expensive. So now you fast forward to 2020 when, when we were looking at having um, that, that national tournament back in Dallas. And, um, um, you know, and, and now they saw, they saw this, you know, what the ACHA was all about and the amount of teams and the followers we had and the fans we had. And, and they started crunching their numbers. And instead of us paying them, they were offering, you know, Hey, it's not going to cost you a penny. In fact, you're going to, you're going to receive, you know, it'd be a subscription base, which is different for us, but probably in line with the way our business model is. And we were going to receive a commission off that. So, so now we go from zero revenue, pretty high cost of expenses for a great, great product. And we, and we go to a good product, a great product, um, you know, but zero expenses and, and now a revenue stream coming in. And, and, you know, when we talked to our membership about that, that's, that's kind of what they were looking for. So fast forwarding that once again, Chris, to, to where we are now in the last two years in a national tournament um especially last year in st louis you know our 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 uh revenue stream that we have coming in now with our partnership with 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 what is now called flow hockey um has been very successful you know and uh it, it helps offset the cost of our national tournament which is uh, you know for the most part a self-sustaining event and um i think i think um um Again, once they see what the viewership numbers are with the ACHA and the, and the potential that uh, the ACHA has in terms of our 465 teams, you know, most of them streaming now their games. You know, there's 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 certainly a market there for for flow flow hockey to look at, and they approached us about uh, you know what else can we do, and. Um, you know, and I threw out, we don't have a national title sponsor. <laughs> and uh, that's where that, that's, that's where, uh, I guess, the, uh, the deal started. And uh, it didn't take long to, to come up with some numbers over five years. And, uh, you know, we were certainly ahead of the game as where we were last year. And that helps us invest back into the ACHA and, and try to get back to, to, to quote unquote, whatever the norm is these days. Um, like we were pre-COVID. Very, very nice. Very nice. I think it's cool. I mean, it's especially, you know, we're in the middle of college football bowl season right now. And, you know, for, for instance, I was paying very much, cl very close attention to the Cheez-It Bowl that just happened. Um, and unfortunately, the game result didn't go the way I wanted. But, um, you know, all these bowls are sponsored by something. It's no longer the Orange Bowl. It's the FedEx Orange Bowl. It's no longer the Fiesta Bowl. It's the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. And so I think it's kind of cool that the ACHA has gotten to that level a little bit because it's no longer just the ACHA National Championships. It's the ACHA National Championships presented by Flow Hockey. And I think that's uh, that's very cool. It, it adds a another layer of legitimacy, if you will, that this is not just tiddlywinks. This is not just um, you know disc golf. And I'm not you know ragging on those things. Uh, maybe I am, but I'm not ragging on those things. It's but this is 
something a little bit more than just your normal, you know, sports club. This is, you know, big time college hockey. And uh, I, I, I like that. So very good. It well, is. hey, congratulations. Flow hockey. Yeah. And it's easy to say, too. It just flows, right? It just flows. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at you. See, that's why we get along, because the great minds think alike. Oh, geez. All right. Well, hey, l- listen, Let's. Uh, I-, I asked you, what's the thing you're most proud of? Is there something, uh, and you gave me two, is there something uh, that you might have, you know, kind of wish you had a mulligan on or something? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> De- dealing with that Perry guy, dealing with his podcast. Uh-huh. No, you know, like, you know, my, my, you know, and I think you know me, and and I think, uh, you know, people that I work with on a daily basis, you know, I mean, I've, uh, my background experience I've I've learned is that, you know, assess and reassess is very important. Like, you know, you you always need to, you you think you're, you think you have a, you know, a good product going or you think you're, you're doing, you know, certain tasks that work well but you know in today's day and time in, in, in you know that broadcasting and streaming industry that we just spoke about um is is is, is right to the point you know they're changing an awful lot an awful lot in a, in a short time yeah um but but you know things change all the time so i i always I'm a, I'm a big believer in assessing and reassessing just because something works last year. doesn't mean it's going to work this year because times change. Our, our, our customers change. Our student athletes are, are very savvy and things change. And, you know, my son comes home, you know, he's a college student now and he's, he, he's able to come home the odd time once a week or so. And, you know, the next time he comes home, he's got a whole different language going on <laughs> um, that, you know, it's always something different. So t- things change all the time. So, you know, uh, a mulligan, you know, it, that's, that's kind of like the woulda, shoulda, coulda. And I think, I think, you know, if we, you know, look at ourselves, you know, and, and, you know, look in the mirror every day that there, there's, there's always some woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, and so I don't, I try not to get hung up on the, on those too much. Okay. Um, if I had to say a mulligan, I mean, certainly I, I try to, to support a partner of ours uh, in my year, maybe year two of, of the ACHA. And we moved to a different platform bef- uh, with websites and statistics before we, we finally came to hockey tech um, you know, that, that would be a mulligan. They were, you know, we, we tried to support a partner. They were, they were, they were, they were developing a new product, uh, that they'd never have done before in terms of statistics and websites. And, you know, we tried it for a year and, you know, that, that, that would be a mulligan. And, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you just got to go with the people that, you know, are hockey people in the hockey business and, and, and go with the gut instinct and, and, that's where we are. But, we, you know, again, you know, as, as well as we might think it's going to 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 those areas that we're doing right now, such as, you know, s- statistics and so forth and, and websites and, 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 you know, giving information to all our, our teams and fans out there, which you're a big part of as well with our communications, um, you know, it might be there might be a better way of doing it tomorrow, you know, and it doesn't mean we have to do it but it's always good to, to learn what's going on out there. We can tweak things to make it a better, a better, uh, make the ACHA better for all of us. Yep. Yep. I, I, I like that. I had, uh, I tried to put those, uh, those dark days of dealing with that, uh, 
that, that stat system uh, behind me. So I had uh, thanks for you know peeling that scab back off a little bit. And it's probably t- just just between you and me. I mean, Craig, nobody listens to this podcast. We have maybe fourteen listeners, and they're all in Springfield, Missouri. So don't worry, awesome. don't need to worry about that. But it's probably time for you to re- assess and reassess that ACHA communications guy. Um, cause you know, he's kind of a dope and, uh, maybe time to figure something else out there. So, well, well, before we do that, uh, since, since, since there's 14 listeners in Springfield, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I do want to, you know, I, I got some information yesterday, but I, I would like to say hi to Stan Melton out there because, you know, I, I got the opportunity to meet Mr. Melton a year or two ago that you introduced me to at the national tournament when he, he was visiting, and I uh, understand that they, they renamed uh, a rink after him. And I don't know if that was recent or a few years ago, but, I mean, you brought Springfield up, and, I, you know, I just read something about Stan Melton yesterday. So I just wanted to say hi to Stan. Hope you're listening. Stan is an avid listener. He he proudly takes the mantle of listener number 14. So uh, and he, 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 is a, he is a great supporter of the WCHL podcast. So yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Stan's a, Stan's a great guy. All right. Um, listen, uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, uh, uh, you know, what the duties or, you know, kind of what some of the things that you deal with, you, you mentioned that you educate and that you, uh, that's one of the things that you like to do that's most beneficial for you. I know that you have, you also, you know, have a position with the North American Hockey League in which you go around and educate those guys on their college opportunities, including the ACHA. Um, talk about, uh, it, that's, I hate it when people say talk about, but I just said it. Um, what, what's it like, Craig, when you, um, when you're out there and you're advocating on behalf of the ACHA, what kind of a fee, what kind of feedback do you get from the kids? Um, do they know the ACHA? I mean, or do they come up to you, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I, this isn't something I'm really all that interested in, but you've opened my eyes a little bit. I, I like to believe that, you know, more and more people know more about the ACHA now. Um, but it's certainly a wide range, you know, in, 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 in when you look at it from, from, you know, whoever the target market is that we're presenting to, you know, like I, ideally for me is I love presenting to, you know, eighth, ninth graders, you know, really anybody before they started high school, just, just so they know what some options are out there. Cause you know, when you talk to those younger kids, it's all about, you know, it's all about playing in the NHL. It's all about, you know, playing at, you know, university of Minnesota or Michigan state or Harvard. And that's great. I mean, that's, that's the way it should be, you know, and they haven't thought, you know, anything differently about, you know, college hockey opportunities other than those, um, you know, and if you scale it down, if you peel it back a little bit, you know, and they understand the play at a high level of, of, of college hockey, which I consider NCAA Division One, Division Three, and ACHA, Division One and, and, and Two, um, in, in some of our top teams are in ACHA Division Three because it's, as you know, Division Two and Three, it's not necessarily about the difference of quality of play; it's about geography, right? Um, but, but, you know, sometimes those kids understand that they have to go play juniors, you know, and, and, and it's like, it's USHL or bust and, 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 you know, then you educate them more on those opportunities and how that, that map works. So, 
So like it's it's an op, you know, um, and the reason I say that for the younger kids, so they understand maybe even at those younger ages that there's this ACHA non NCAA college hockey opportunities out there. They might not want to listen to it at that point, but four, five, six years later, you know, um, it wouldn't be the first time that they heard about it. Um, and and more importantly, is when you can educate. Um, uh, prospective student athletes that have not started high school yet, and you could really emphasize to them the importance of, of the academics and why ninth grade English matters. And, and you know, when they're looking at you know the tri B, whatever sport it is, you know, uh, if they want to compete as a freshman uh, in college at any sport, you know, they, they they need to do a great job in high school and. Those grades are the number one thing that drives the bus. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then on the other end of the spectrum, like we just did in Blaine, Minnesota at the NA3HL showcase, where we had over 45 ACHA coaches there. And it was great to see all the, you know, the jackets going around and, and seeing people. And, you know, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're now talking to a 20 year old or somebody who's turned 21 that's aging out of junior hockey. And, you know, they've still been waiting for the head coach at Harvard to knock on their door and it hasn't happened yet. Well, you know, now you're saying, you know, they're listening a lot more about the ACHA opportunities and, and, uh, you know, and, and then when they learn about, you know, how the growth is gr- growing, you know, Division One is growing, and how strong it, it is. Uh, Division Two is growing. You know, we're almost at two hundred teams now in Division Two, and M three is going to be over a hundred now. Um, and even on the women's side, that growth is fantastic. You know, but um, you know, when they understand that, you know, and you show them our interactive map now that's on the website that we put up there for prospective student athletes and families, and then we put up the the Almanac that we worked with the Hockey House. Uh, podcast people and um, develop this this almanac that's on the front of our website to help those those families you know drill down on you know where the schools are what they offer the majors the costs the you know everything you can think of you know is on the front of our website there to help them you know make informative decisions on their college plans and and uh I, I think it's just, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just love talking about, you know, those types of things and educating them. And I'm seeing, you know, in, in the big picture of things, so I'm going to be on my presentation soapbox now, but when you really think about how the ACHA has grown, it's not only grown in numbers, but it's grown in quality, you know, no look doubt. at your WCHL, you know, like, you know, and how strong these teams are. And you, you got in the you know, UNLV playing NCAA Division One teams this year. We, we've got a, a good handful of, 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 of teams now that are playing NCAA Division One and D three teams, and 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 uh, the success they're having. We 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 at the youth levels these days, like fifteen years ago, ten years ago, we had a lot. You know, Pee Wee and Bantam hockey was really good, but you know. 10, 15 years later, it is really good. Like there's so many better players at that level right now. So as they advance up and they're getting ready to go to college and you look at our top, top college hockey levels, NCAA division one, and there hasn't been a lot of growth there, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, it's always been around that 60 team number. And and, and yeah, we're seeing a little bit of growth now, but we're also losing some teams too, you know? Um, 
but it, it's been pretty consistent. So at the top of the, the food chain, that hasn't grown, but the amount of players and the skill level has grown because they're more compete. They're, they're, they're committed, you know, the resources that they have, they're bigger, stronger, faster. The coaching is so much better at all levels. Technology has a lot to do with it too, because the kids have the analytics and the, they can watch themselves on, on hockey TV. And, you know, so there's so many better players now. So, you know, when you get to the top of the food chain and there's not as many opportunities, I, I feel like a lot of these true NCAA Division One players now are playing Division Three or, you know, ACHA hockey. And, and, and when you look at our top teams at all three levels in the men's side and, and women's hockey continues to grow, but I, I'm just seeing the quality of hockey um, in, is growing um, based on the skill level. And then when you throw in, you know, the surprises that they hear from us when we present about the ACHA and the, and the facilities that they, they that the ACHA some of these teams have and the, the crowds that they draw and and the way they travel and it, it, you know and it, it you know they start to understand hey in, in some cases this is this is you know based on what I want to do academically where I want to go to school geography wise this is the best thing for me you know and that's. When you see that bell go off, you know, that light bulb go off over their head when you're presenting or they come up and ask you questions on the side, it's, it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, uh, it, one of the, one of the things for, for me that was hard when I had my very few years, uh, recruiting kids to come to a, a particular program was uh, having to kind of pop that bubble because there's only, as you said, you know, the NCAA level, it's it's there, but it's it hasn't grown. It hasn't expanded. There's only a limited number of teams, and there's only a limited number of scholarships that are available, and, and that's every year. They don't, you know, they don't get that these scholarships aren't handed out like candy. There's, you know, Harvard, you mentioned Harvard, Minnesota, Michigan. They might only have you know, eight, 10 scholarships a year to offer. And uh, so it was hard to go talk to some kids who are aging out of, you know, the North American League and tell them, hey, look, you know, I know you're waiting on Harvard to come knocking on your door, but it's, you know, it's February, it's March, and it hasn't happened yet. So, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. So, here, you know, let's look at some other options. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool that you're getting them now. I, I like, personally, the thing that I like, what you just said, out of all of it, and you can tell your, your passion for it because uh, you can just hear it in your voice. But I, I like the one thing, uh, or I, there's a lot of what you said that I like, but the thing that stood out to me was the importance of academics, that ninth grade English class, because there's nothing harder when you when you finally come to – in agreement, you're talking to Johnny Hockey, and Johnny Hockey's talking to you, and he says, yes, I want to go to your school, and you say, yes, I want you, and then you have to look at the grades. And you're like, oh, wait a second. It's so much easier if those kids, uh, you know, would, would uh, you know, they think the NHL is coming to calling, and, you know, who cares whether you got an A in ninth grade English or not, or a B even. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that call is, uh, you know, it's a one in a million call. The other 999,000 calls need to get A's or B's in English. And, uh, it's, uh, so that, you know, the fact that you're stressing that importance at such a young age, I think is, is good. You're not only for the ACHA, but good for those student athletes so that they'll, you know, maybe they'll pick up on it. Hopefully they will, 
but uh, it'll pay off for them, you know, four or five years down the road when they're, it, it, it gives more options and more, uh, uh, more availability. It gives them more choices of places to go with those better grades. Yeah, there's, you know, you, you mentioned the North American Hockey League, and I feel very fortunate that I, I'm still part of that organization. And, and, and as you know, I was, I was a full-time uh, staff member with them for, for years um, before I took the ACHA job. And when, when I was offered this job and I took it, you know, it, it was funny because both sides kind of wanted me, you know, Mark Frankenfeld, the commissioner of the NA, wanted me to remain there in a part-time role so I can continue doing the, the you know, NCAA compliance and the education to the teams, which I really enjoy doing. And now my presentations have a lot more ACHA slides to it than it used to have. <laughs> um, I, and on the ACHA side, Paul Hebert was like, no, this is this is good for us, too, because you're, you're communicating to all these prospective student athletes in, in the NAHL and the NA3HL and the NAPHL. So so really, there's some really good leverage between the two. And as I mentioned last, you know, a few weeks ago in Blaine, Minnesota, at the NA3HL showcase, you know, we there was over 45 ACHA coaches that are recruiting from there. And I, I'm there kind of like a liaison, you know, and it was a lot of fun, but, but, um, I think, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's some really good leverage between the two and I feel fortunate to be able to, to, um, you know, be in this role that, you know, continue promoting the ACHA and what, what, what why is it, 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 not only that, but, you know, the NHL communities that, that, that have, have taken to the ACHA that, you, you know, I feel that like you, you did a big part in starting the, 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 that piece, you know, in your, in your terms here, um, in, as, as the interim executive director and prior to that, you know, being a board member and so forth. But, uh, it, it's really neat to see, um, like for example, you know, with this, you know, our, our, our announcement going back to St. Louis in 2024, you know, where you have the chairman of the board of the blues on a, on a, a TV interview for three minutes and a minute of, of that three minutes that he was talking is about the ACHA tournament coming back. And then, you know, we, we do all these high school showcase uh, 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 showcases in the spring or in the fall, you know, to, 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 you know, educate their high school hockey players on, you know, college opportunities. And, 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 you know, we, we work, with the Washington Capitals, we we help the Chicago Blackhawks get one off the ground, which is full now every year. We help the Anaheim Ducks get one off the ground. You know, St. Louis want to do one. New Jersey wants to do one now, and they all call on us because we have 465 teams. Yeah, you know, and and and, and uh, it's really kind of neat. It gives us a platform to to talk a lot about it and. Um, yeah, we just hope to continue to grow that. And the more we can be in front of people, the more options families have and understand, and they can make a better informative decision on the best, the best, uh, the best path forward for their son or daughter is, is what it's all about. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Hey, um, how about this? I mean, you're the executive director. You're, you've, you've talked about, you know, going out and, uh, you know, preaching the gospel of the ACHA to um, young folks who are as, as an available option. Um, what's other than, other than that in dealing with, you know, uh, you know, title sponsors and NHL folks and, 
you know, what's what's a day in the life uh, of the ACHA executive director kind of like? I mean, I don't want you to get into the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts, but um, I imagine there's got to be times when you're flying, soaring with eagles at 30,000 feet, but also there, you're dealing with some of us turkeys on the ground every now and then. <laughs> well, it is. It's, 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 it's just great. Like every day is different. Um, that's what makes it unique. You know, every day is different. Um, you know, I, um, when you go to the website, there's a question in the ACHA and people aren't familiar with it. Who's, you know, my phone number is on the, on the front page. <laughs> it's like phone calls. I get phone calls all the time. And oh no. And, you know, I get grand, grandpa calling me because, you know, you know, maybe his grandson had 18 saves last night and not 17. And, um, you know, it's just <laughs> you, fun. You, you know? get, like you get it, those calls too. I get those calls. We all get those calls, right? Oh. We get the calls, you know, I, I just, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's so much fun talking to them because they're calling because they're, they, they're, they're passionate about it. Right. Yep. Like, like, you know, and you know, there, I get calls for tickets for the game tonight and, you know, maybe it's maybe it's you know Missouri State against uh, Colorado. I don't know, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I've had a couple of those calls. And, but I'm the guy they call, right? So, <laughs> so um, you know, so that's fun. You know, we we you know one of the other uh, partnerships. Well, we're we're very fortunate for all of our partners and, and sponsors. But uh, you know, we have a pretty good thing going with Warrior Hockey right now, and in. And the products that that, that our, our our membership has access to at a price point that's that's pretty darn good. Um, so we have a we have a store right, uh, ACHA slash Warrior store on our website, and uh, you know, and this year, I mean, we probably have had three times the orders as we've ever had before. Oh wow! Uh, you know, so I'm the guy that goes into the store and takes the orders and <laughs> processes it to the warrior the warrior people and. You know, and then I start communicating with our, 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 our customer, whoever we're, you know, the players or the coaches, and because sometimes the order is back, you know, back ordered or different stock. And so, so it allows me the opportunity to talk with our student athletes. And um, so from that point to what else do we do? You know, get, obviously the big part is having a, you know, like being part of a great staff and, um, you know, yourself, as we've talked about with the website and fresh content that's going up to help promote the ACHA. And, you know, it's, it doesn't just happen, you know, and you know that, but it, 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 actually it wasn't happening until you took this role. So I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but that, that, that fresh content and so forth. And then from hockey operations, you know, with Dave Kurtz and Brandon Russ that, it's, you know, we're such a big, we're such a big animal, you know, the 465 teams that are active and all the, the you know, being compliant and, and, you know, everything that goes into hockey ops to, to be a resource for, for coaches and team reps to, to dealing with issues, uh, you know, and, and so forth. And, you know, we meet on a weekly basis um, to a point where we've set up different spreadsheets and different uh, um you know solutions to to monitor you know all the tasks that 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 group does and, and you know i like to be involved in that so so i know what's going on as well and and you know working as a team to to make us customer friendly um and, and then obviously the, the the commissioners and their staffs you know and just going to go down real quick for you just because as you know that you know you've been in this role it's 
they, they run the divisions and every division does things a little differently. And that's the way we want it because that's the way the membership wants it. So, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's not a very simple one, one size fits all. So, you know, men's one is just a well-oiled machine with Brian Moran and, you know, he's, he's done this for a long time and he's very passionate about the ACHA as, as you know, and, uh, you know, the division one is, is a well-oiled machine. No yeah, question is. about it. You know, division two, John Eccles and his staff is our largest division, you know, uh, almost 200 teams now. And that's, that's unbelievable to manage and kudos to them. Derek Connor's done a great job with men's three. That's now grown back up to close to a hundred teams. I think we have 97 competitive uh, teams this year and, and uh, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then on the women's side is where a lot of growth is. Our women's one now is at 31 teams this year. And, and you know, we're being a little more uh, open-minded to, to new applications, uh, you know, into W1. There's an active one right now for next year that we're, we're, that the committee has in front of them. So, you know, Molly, Molly's very similar to Brian. Molly's, uh, you know, very straightforward and, uh, you know, um, well-oiled machine with women's one and then women's two with Taylor Hadley is, uh, she does a terrific job is that, that, that group has really grown a lot. And, you know, that's where you get a lot, a lot of different, you know, levels of hockey there, you know, which is a great thing because we have some teams that are, you know, just being put together now. And we've have teams that have been there a long time that are, you know, excellent, you know, so it's a wide range there for Taylor to manage and she does a great job. So, you know, um, you know, we have all that plus, you know, you know, we have the Russ Lagos that help us with, you know, the national tournament and keeping us, you know, he's our liaison between the teams and the hosts, you know, whoever's hosting us. And he does a great job in making sure that, uh, you know, he's our feet, our feet on the ground type of uh, person for a national tournament. Um, Eddie Giacomucci on the, on the referee in charge, uh, referee in chief side of things, you know. You know, if we never had that person, we all know because, you know, there's there's always one or two game official issues a weekend. Right. Just yeah. a couple. But <laughs> but Eddie does a great job, as, as does does uh, Dan Monticello with uh, men's one. So it's it, it takes a village, you know, and uh, just uh, as you know, we, we have great people that are passionate about uh, giving back to this sport. And that's that's uh, when I look at the team that we all have that we, you and I are working with is, is just a, just a, a great group that are given back to the sport, especially at the, at the college level. That's um, one of, one of the many things that I've, I've been impressed with Craig, and this is not just me blowing smoke up your skirt or anything, but when I was in your hot seat there for that one year, I didn't play very well. I wasn't, um, as politically savvy as as you are so you've done uh, i think an excellent job in terms of effectively managing because i i, I wasn't I, I wasn't too keen on the five different kings and five different kingdoms uh perspective you know i i, I didn't it that wasn't uh you know and who knows maybe maybe that was just maybe that's led to some other things who knows but um you know i didn't like that that the same um, situation in one division led to a different result than if that same situation happened in a different division. I thought, hey, we're the ACHA, and if something goes, 
if something goes this way in one division, it should go that same way in the other divisions. And I'm not talking just about eligibility, but, you know, in terms of processes. It's that way it doesn't, it's, it's not a matter of running. I, I saw it as a matter of, you know, you didn't get what you like, from, uh, your answer that you like from dad, so you ran to mom and got a different answer. And uh, anyways, I, I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way during my, uh, my one uh, brief reign of terror. And uh, so I've, I've been very impressed with how you've managed to, uh, um, you know, m- navigate that gauntlet very effectively and to, you know, make everybody feel as if, uh, well, you're just, you've empowered the, the folks to, to do their thing um, individually, but still stay within certain, you know, boundaries, still stay within certain lanes and come out with that, you know, consistent result. So, uh Anyways, that's that, that's my that's my take on on one of many things that I've been impressed with with Craig Barnett. Well, I appreciate that, but I, I, you know, it, it's a work in progress for sure. Because I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with everything either. Yeah, know? no, but I get it. There's pro, there's processes to change things, right? Like as, as, assess and reassess. But you know, I think we all know. You know, if our, if our membership's listening and and so forth. We all know that you know. Things change, and, and, and right now, I'll be straight up front, like the ACHA manual is our, is our bylaws and our operating policies, and my job, as yours was in this role, is, is to, to govern and, you know, based on our policies and our bylaws. So however it is in there, that, that, that's kind of how we need to, to operate, and then we do have our own divisional policies where we, we allow membership to vote on how things operate, thus the national tournament formats are different for most of the divisions and so forth. But, you know, there, there's some things that you, you have to, to rule on or, or, or talk with committees or talk to membership about that you don't necessarily agree with, but that's what it says in the book. And there's, if we would need to change it, there's a way to do it. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's, if we, if we could rewrite the book today, there's, there's several things that I, you know, that I would want to change, <laughs> but that would be, you know, again, that's sometimes, you know, maybe not what, membership wants you know they they want more of the majority you know every we would love to have everybody voted on every issue and you know then it'd be a true you know a true process but that you know as as we know that you know at this level the non-ncaa level sometimes you know it's tough to do you know in our, our meetings we don't have 100 percent attendance for sure it's great to have 150 200 of our members at our annual meetings where you know we we you know vote on different new policy uh, proposals and, and and so forth and you know we do the best we can but again you know we, we're not just sticking where i'm trying not to stick to the same as always i'm, I'm trying to find different ways of doing it with technology and, 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 you know, maybe rotating the annual meetings around, you know, that it seems like there's a voice there that, that we want to look at. We all love, you know, Southwest Florida in, in April. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe that worked for 27 years, 30 years, but as we see in Naples, you know, that the facility that we were at for the most part's not even there anymore, you know, and that's that's created a change over the last two years with our annual meetings with the American Hockey Coaches Association and in the American Collegiate Hockey Association. So, um, so things will continue to change, and we just need to try to keep up with that and, and look at, you know, how can we do things better. And, um, 
Well, it's not easy, but it's not easy. But you, you take what you get and you, you know, and what you did. And, you know, I think at the time that you were in this role, you know, Chris, that, that you know, you, you did what you had to do. And, you know, there, you, you, you kind of set the stage. And, and I think I, you know, I, I'm looking at it right now. I have a big sign in my, my, in my office here on the wall. It's, it's Steve Jobs. And it says, if you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader. Go sell ice cream. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I so look at that, I would say almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth, isn't it? It's yeah. the truth. Well, we'll have to talk offline about uh, trying to find a way to get the annual meeting to come here to Oklahoma. Um, if that's, uh, you know, a sexy destination spot, uh, if you're, money talks, yeah, money talks, talks, I hear you. (laughs) Wait, let's, let's talk a little money. Um, uh, nationals are going back to St. Louis. You, you had just mentioned, uh, about, uh, the, uh, and the St. Louis blues chairman, uh, pumping the ACHA's tires on a national broadcast, um, during intermission. Um, that's exciting news. What was it that led uh, the ACHA to want to return to St. Louis? Well, the return was easy. It was just a matter of, okay, when are we going back? Um, I, 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 you know, from what I saw, and that that's only a small piece of it, but from what 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 the numbers were from the from the the, the atmosphere uh, in the facilities there. Um, and from the feed, more importantly, from the feedback and, and what membership talks talks about uh, for those that were fortunate to be part of the 2022 national tournament in St. Louis last year, it was a phenomenal success. Um, um, you know, it's just just uh, I'll, I'll never forget. You know, you're walking up to the stairs to the main rink there in Centene. And, and and you got games. You're all under one roof, except for the two days that women's two were down at Maryville University as, as one of our co-hosts. And those two days there, they loved it. Yeah. They, they played eight games, and you know, and, and we had a little overflow because we chose not to use the fourth rink at Centene. That's the big outdoor amphitheater, which was was just beautiful. Um. So so W two spent two days at Maryville and then came to Centene for day three of their pool play. So from that point on, we had everybody in the same facility. And, you know, as you know, when you walk up those stairs there to the main rink and you, before you go in the doors and you look down in the lobby and it was just busy and it was people, it was parents, it was our players. It was, it was just busy and it was, it was happening and there was an excitement about it and the restaurant was full and, you know, like that, that was the environment that, that I think student athletes like to be part of, you know, and, you, you know, we, we had, we had, you know, the, the, the little broadcasting studio with the glass, uh, the glass walls and the doors that people can see our student athletes and coaches being interviewed out with, with Dr. Rasty um, and other people. And, <laughs> and uh, I think it was, I think it was the full deal. And, and when you look at ticket sales, you look at, uh, you know, broadcasting revenue and you look at merchandise and people wearing our, our ACHA stuff all over the place. It was, it was a huge hit. Um, so, so it was just a matter of time when to go back. And um, some people think that maybe we should be at the same location for two years in a row. Cause then you just go back the second year and you already know what you're getting into. And operationally, you know, it, it certainly works better that way, but you know, so far our membership, has also said they wanted to move around a little bit, so that's what we've been trying to do. And 
Um, so, so going back to St. Louis is, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously Stanley cup champs a couple of years ago and, and, but more importantly, you know, present and, and future, um, you know, they're becoming a bigger player now in college hockey. They're, they're hosting the NCAA regionals this year. They'll be hosting the frozen four the year after. And, and now they got the ACHA national tournament coming back in 2024 as well. So, it's a it's a it's a good market size and you know a successful proud NHL community that's a good size where it's not too big where we get lost with other events going on and it's not too small they have enough people there to support our our event and uh, as I said ticket sales indicated that last year yeah great facility great event great atmosphere it was uh, it was it was just you couldn't say enough good things about it. So uh, that, that's exciting. That's very exciting. And, uh, you know, it's also good to be wanted, right? You want to go to a place where the people want you. And um, uh, it was clear that the folks in St. Louis wanted the ACHA there. So that's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that we're going Correct. back. And not just from Correct. a selfish perspective, from a geographical location, it's, it's, it, it was perfect. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what, what, what's, the, uh, what's the outlook for, for beyond that, 2025? Uh, have you, I, I'm sure that process has already started, or it's probably, you're probably knee-deep in that process right now. But um, are, you, are you looking around, or are you going to go to St. Louis and just say, okay, we're here for another two years, and then we'll move, then we'll move around? You know, I, you know, like, I mean, it's funny. It's funny. No, we're, 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 we're near, we're knee deep in the process for 2025. In fact, we're also talking, believe it or not, 2026 at this point, a little bit because, right. because of it, because of interest, you know, because they're, they're asking us about it. So, uh, you know, it's funny about St. Louis. I, I really do. I think, I think you never know if you, if you, you do it or not, but I think, St. Louis for me could, you know, I feel like if, if there was ever a place that could be the Omaha of college base, like, like college baseball, you yep, know, yep. so uh, it, it could be St. Louis, but, but, you know, but that's not what we want to be doing right now as their membership tells us. And, and, and that's good. Right. So we want to move it around. We want to, and, you know, that's why we're going East this year to Boston. You can't be, you know, one of the big three M's in, 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 in the hockey world, you know, Massachusetts. So we're looking forward to that. You know, it's going to be different just like, just like Dallas was different and just like, you know, everything else is different. It's, it's, that's what it's about is a different experience, you know, and, you know, for me in Boston, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's again about being not only in one location, but also under one roof. And, and there are three days this 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 coming national tournament in March, there will be three days that at the same time we'll have all eight rinks going on at once. So wow. it's going to be organized chaos. I hope organized chaos. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, again, it's going to be a five day tournament instead of a nine day tournament too. <coughs> so we look forward to that. You're going to have to clone Russ and uh, get another couple of Russes up there. <coughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, nope, nope, no problem. That, that's what um, happens when you talk about the New England Sports Center, right? It kind of gives you that. Yeah. Uh, it's an older place, and um, it, but it's it's nice and cozy. I mean, I've heard really good things about it. I've heard uh, some challenging things about it, but uh, I tell you, the one thing I'm looking forward to about it, and you 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 know this from from seeing me, I love food. Um, I understand there's a great seafood place right there in the rink. It's not your typical, uh, 
you know, f- let's fry up some stuff that we bought at Sam's or Costco. It's an actual seafood joint. So I can get a lobster roll or some fried clam bellies or whatever. You got it. Mr. Renfrew, the owner of the New England Sports Center, is, uh, I, I think he realizes it. But every time I, I, I'm in there and I see him, and we, we've done a couple site visits and so forth. But that used to be my home rink, right? So when I coached college hockey at the Division Three level, the NCAA Division Three level, that was our home rink when the, I was out in Boston. And yeah. uh, we, we had our own locker room in there. So I've known Mr. Renfrew for quite a few years now. But every time I see him, he, he shows me that little rest. He says, it's the best seafood place in Boston. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, uh, you know he's, he, he loves his facility. they got a great staff. We've been um, – since October, we've been meeting with their staff uh, twice a month right now in Zoom meetings with, with what we call local organi- organization committee uh, preparing for this March. So, so we're, we're, we feel pretty good about things right now. You know, it's just certainly the more we can prepare in advance, the less surprises we'll have. But we'll have surprises and we'll, we'll adjust and uh, we're looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, in 2025, to your question, you know, we're, we're knee deep done a few site visits already at different locations you know there's some locations we'd love to be at but you know they might only have two sheets of ice or something like that but it, it, you know so it's 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 unique as long as we stay with this five divisions at the same time there's there's certain expectations that we need you know again in, in, in not being selfish but we need that to make sure that we provide a good experience for our student athletes that that was the the surprising thing craig for, that came out of the to, at least to me that came out from uh the the most recent annual meeting i w- i would have bet my house that all of the coaches would have said you know what we want to go back to five different tournaments five, one for each division in five different places the heck with this let's all get together and lock arms and sing kumbaya in one place type of an event and the fact that it was overwhelmingly the other way tells me two things number one it tells me that you're putting on a great event and uh, number two it tells me never take me to las vegas or atlantic city because i clearly don't know what the hell i'm talking about um so i i I like it i think it's a i i mean personally i think it's a great move i think it's the one or one of the many things uh that the acha has created uh that's an asset that we can use to market ourselves and as you say the NHL and other cities, other or civic organizations are interested in, in obtaining and having them come to having us, the ACHA, bring its event to, uh, to them. And I thought it would have been a dang shame if, uh, um, you know, the coaches, you know, saw things from a selfish perspective and wanted to break that up. So I was, I was pleasantly, I, w- I was never so happy to be wrong. How about that? So yeah, I, I I was a little surprised too, you know, because you know you're always going to hear the other side, no matter what you do. You do one thing, you're going to hear the other side. You hear the other thing, you're going to hear the other side, right? Which yep. is good, you know, because 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 again, it keeps us on our toes. It gives us something to think about and how we can do it better. So right. um, I you know if we would have went back to that, which we did the year before, right? Like before St. Louis, because of COVID. You know, that year we had 96 total teams compete in 2021, right? Yeah, Yeah, 2021. You know, we did the five individual tournaments at the same time, you know, and, you know, it would would make my job a lot easier 
but I would I would not enjoy my job <laughs> because, <laughs> because there wouldn't be a lot to do, right? Because at that point you're 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 allowing you know the host to really run that that event because there's five of them, right? You know? And and, and um, you know uh, and that's fine if that's what the membership wants. We could do a bang out job, you know. And we could be a little more creative too with where we go per division because you know you only need maybe one or two sheets. Um, doing it this way is very unique, as you said. It gives us the opportunity to to capitalize on it, which I don't think we've come close to. No, you know, I I think it's you know for us to market it the way that we would want to do it. I mean, it it, it would cost us some money because we would need some people on staff to help you know do everything. Um, but but there's not there, you know we we haven't come close to. Um, being as successful as we can at one of these events because it, it's it is a lot, especially when we're rotating it year to year to establish you know what you need to do in those markets and promote it you know to the youth groups and, and everybody else in those areas. Um, that's that's a full time job in itself, right there. Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so so we do the best we can, and we'll continue to get better. And again, you know, the feedback we get from our membership at the annual meetings, and even even you know daily, you know, through phone calls or emails, or you know, even when the grandmas and grandpas call us because my phone number is on the website, you know, <laughs> we we get the feedback. So. Uh, very nice. Hey, well, a couple of qu- more questions and then I'll get you out of here. Uh, we're, the World Cup of University Hockey is coming up. The ACHA is going to send two teams, one representing the U.S. and one representing Canada. Um, or I guess representing one comprised of U.S. kids, one comprised of Canadian kids. They're, they're both going to be ACHA teams. Um, what What is it that, that folks can expect from that? It's April. It's after uh, Nationals is over. What can folks expect from uh, the ACHA teams that you're sending to Romania? It's exciting for the, the, the student athletes. You know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy and grateful to be part. This is my first one. So like, this is, this is all Paul Hebert. This is, this is, you know, the, he, he's been doing this with the select teams and, you know, it's a, it, it, so what, so the backstory is, pretty simple right so we've been very fortunate um you know to to be part of the world university games um you know our men's uh, women's uh m1 and w1 pro, uh, uh divisions <clears throat> and this year being in lake placid coming up in about two weeks um the the the, the, the international group that oversees at the fisu whatever I, I, i'm not i could guess what that stands for but i'm not sure um <laughs> You know, and the local organizing group in Lake Placid chose not to use ACHA players this year. So um, I, I'm grateful uh, to, to USA Hockey, Pat Kelleher, Kevin Erlenbach, that you know, who we work with directly with USA Hockey, because they went back at the group and said, we are committed 100% to using ACHA players. And if you choose not to, we are going to pull out of the, the World University game. Uh, event ourselves and uh after a month or so of going back and forth the the, the group decided not to use acha players and usa hockey told them that they can't use any usa hockey trademarks or anything like that so they pulled out um what that where that left us is you know no international experience um you know for any any of our 
student athletes. And I understand that, you know, we're 13,000 strong in terms of players and, and coaches, but only a few well, had the opportunity to play in those world university games, but, but a few did, right? Like a few did get to wear the, you know, the USA on their Jersey or, or what have you. And, and you still, we still hear those stories from those kids, you know, every, every year at the meetings and, you know, you might bump into somebody. So, I mean, you know, even though it was only a few that got the, the you know, be part of that, it was still a really cool thing. Um, that wasn't, wasn't, you know, really funded. Um, it was funded by some dollars from M1 and W1 with their dues when they agreed to increase it a little bit years ago before my time. But, it, it you know, it was funded by other groups like USA Hockey and so forth. Um, so when they, we lost that opportunity, um, um, Paul said that we had an opportunity to to talk with the European University Hockey League, which <clears throat> is, 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 is has, has several university teams in, in four or five different countries over, over Europe. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so <clears throat> he's been part of that group, you know, with the select teams, M2 and M3 select teams over, over the years. And, and that just kind of came to fruition. <clears throat> Romania received some, uh, some funding from the, from the, the federation, the sports federation over there. We went over for a site visit and saw the facilities and, and met the people and, Next thing you know, that the, we we had six teams, and 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 uh, you know, we thought, you know what? We looked at the database. We probably have about six hundred men's players in the ACHA that are Canadian citizens, and and uh, we were like, well, what if we had, you know, what if we offered a, a second ACHA team, um, you know, that are Canadians? That would give us seven, and then sure enough, you know, there was there was three three other countries that wanted to be part of it, so. Um, so we're at eight, eight, uh, countries now represented. And, um, I think it's a great experience from what we hear from the coaches that were selected, you know, both, uh, Gary Estolas from Adrian on the USA team side and, and Mike Petruzma, uh, on the Canadian team side is that when they're reaching out and talking to, to some of our student athletes about the opportunity, they're all in. So it's been well received from our our our, uh, mem- our, our players, our student athletes. Um, the biggest challenge right now that we have is is you know we we're, we continue to to work hard and work with USA Hockey and work with other groups to try and find an opportunity for our women's side, you know, and that's that's the downfall to this. But the, the upside is we have we have an opportunity on, on the men's side right now. Um, but we, we, we need, we, you know, we, we need to find something on the women's side, you know, and that's something that uh, we don't take lightly and that we continue to work at. And, uh, um, but the answer to your question, I think it's going to be a great experience. I think it's, it's more about, you know, more than just hockey, you know, it's going to be competitive. It's going to be, somebody's going to, you know, win a tournament and, and be overseas that they might never have that opportunity to, to do again. And, um, you know, and bring back more stories and maybe not just hockey stories, but, you know, where they, you know, seeing Bucharest, uh, Romania and the travel and meeting some new, 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 uh, new friends along the way that they might be competing against back in the ACHA. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, hopefully it's going to be a great experience for, for uh, 44, uh, student athletes from the ACHA. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Hopefully they'll stay in shape after the season's over. Right. And, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they won't. They won't immediately start doing twelve ounce curls and uh, 
you know, just try to, uh, you know, get a head start on summer. So that's, that's, uh, that's exciting. Now it would be more exciting if it was a different place in Romania, like Sweden yeah. or England or, yeah. but Hey, you know what? You take what you can get. And, uh, uh Romania kind of sounds, kind of sounds fun. I'm glad that you guys going and not me. So. Well, you know, we had nothing else to do between the national tournament in March and uh, yeah. meeting at the end of April. So let's throw something in there. <laughs> there you go. You, you guys are just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. I get it. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Hey, you signed up. It was beautiful. It was beautiful over there, though. Just uh, Romania was very, it was very beautiful. Bucharest, the, the buildings downtown, like it's incredible. Like, yeah. I, I was blown away by the hospitality. and I mean, our, our, our student athletes had a, a wonderful time over there. And uh, even got the you know opportunity to see dracula's castle in bronzeville really um it was neat yeah See, now, so now that's the stuff that the ACHA communications guy should be putting out there. But instead, he's <laughs> he's putting out there stuff, you know, about lights not being turned on and, you know, bread lines and junk like that. So uh, we, we, I guess we need to get together with the Romanian Chamber of Commerce and really uh, pump the place up a little bit. Very nice. There, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. You've signed on for five years. What's the vision? Where will the ACHA be in five years? Oh boy! Um, Where do you want it to be? What's from a from a very Reader's Digest thumbnail thirty thousand foot perspective? Where do you? I mean, I'm sure you want more teams. Everybody wants more teams. But yeah, beyond I, that, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, you have long term goals, but you know, it, it's a, like I'm just. I wonder. I'm just. You know, looking forward to where we're going to be in 2023, <laughs> which is. You know, come on. It might be 2023 right now. I don't know how long we've been on this for. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I tend to talk uh, a lot. I'm no, sorry. This is awesome. This is awesome. Um, 20 in five years. I, I I hope that I have another. You know that I, I um, that I'm liked well enough that they they give me another five year extension and and we're at over 500 teams that we're. We see a lot of parity in each division that our women's division is maybe now approaching 150 teams, you know, by that time. I think that would be fantastic. I'd like to have more uh, opportunities working in different uh, regions throughout the country to present um, at, at, and create our own showcases to promote the ACHA to prospective student athletes. Um um, you know, I, I think those are, you know, I'd like to see maybe, you know, I think it's really cool that we, we now see Lindenwood play in NCAA division one hockey and Penn state and Arizona state. Maybe there's going to be a few more, you know, you know, maybe, maybe even at the, on the women's side, you know, um, maybe hockey's going to grow so much that we'll see more, more, uh, schools in, in, in different regions on the women's side across the country. And, uh, and, and, and you know, and maybe our, our policies and bylaws will continue to change to be maybe a little bit more up with the times, um, you know, but that take, that takes our membership, that takes our membership to be involved in the process. And, you know, that, that means we need to continue to educate our, our, our membership on how, uh, you know, we can change things if, if they feel things need change. And, uh, so yeah, I guess that's where, I guess that's where I see it. I, 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 um, that's looking fair. For, like I said, looking forward, looking forward to tomorrow, and looking forward to the day after for a new year. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, let's 
quit talking about 2027. Let's get through 2023. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Two, two other questions, and then, then I'm going to get you out of here. I know you're based in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, come on. How much, how much snow are you dealing with right now? Because I've seen some horrific pictures of houses encased in ice uh, from Erie. I guess they must be right on the lake. I mean, I, I what kid, are we talking I, about? I kid you not. As we sit here right now, and today is what Friday. Yes, noon. I am looking out my window right now, and I it, and it is all green. I, I I'm looking. I do. Yesterday it was all white. Yeah. And and we're 55 degrees right now here in Erie, Pennsylvania today, which I know you know most of the country finally got a little warm warm weather, but uh, we 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 got hit. You know, like we're 80 miles from Buffalo. We got nothing like Buffalo, but we got hit. You know, we, we had eight inches in one day. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's a lot of snow here, and it's cold here. Not today, but most of the time that you expect this time of year. Ask, ask one of our board members, Steve Hijack, whose mother-in-law lives in Erie, and he's been coming out working on a house out here quite a bit, and this will be his home in the, in the, in the near future. <laughs> but, Uh-oh. But I might not be here by the time. That you're looking. <laughs> I want warm weather now. I'm, 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 I'm the cold gets to me. But uh, Erie is a beautiful, you know, beautiful area to raise kids, which we've done here, and our three kids are um, grown up here. You know, they weren't all born. All three of my kids were born in Ohio when when I was coaching in Ohio. But uh, you know, we, my wife loves it out here. It's a it's a four season city, and uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm just getting a little, uh, I don't like the cold that much anymore. Yeah. And, um, but, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I do see one little patch of snow in my neighbor's backyard right now, but, uh, as they say, that can change by tonight. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess that goes to show that, um, not all is as it seems with what you might see on uh, television or, or the internet in terms of, uh, you know, results, the actual results may not be what's, what's being reported. All right. Last thing. I know that you're a big fan of music and I know that you're one of your favorite bands of all time. And, and you're going to have to educate me. Uh, Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Oh my gosh. Yes. Andrew. Yes. A- Andrew. He- you see, you're on a first name basis. Andrew. Yes. Andrew. Um, he, is he, he tell what, what is it about Andrew McMahon in the wilderness? And what's, I mean, how, how did you, I mean, I know you've met the guy a couple of times. So, uh, what, I guess, tell me about that relationship. How'd that come about? And, uh, is, is he still on his own or has he formed himself a new thing? He's, he's still going with Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. He's a fantastic story. And, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, but not embarrassed from, from, you know, proud to say he he knows us by our, our names. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've, we, we've seen him, we've seen him, uh, we've seen him on tour. Uh, I think my daughter and I and my wife have, have probably seen him 30 plus times. Oh my gosh. Um, we, I, I, we went over, we were in California one year when he was at the Jimmy Kimmel show and he actually did a little gig in the back and he jumped down to come say hi to us and jump back on the stage. So, keep going with his concert and so he's he's uh he you know when he was a young you know he's he's geez, he might be close to 40 now but when he you know he was a te- he was a teenage rock star right he was a punk rock guy back in california in his uh, early days he was selling out stadiums when he was 18 19 years old with a punk rock group called something corporate um 
Constantine. Um, you know, he did the big, big hits with something corporate, something corporate. And, okay. and then he, he became, uh, he rebranded his, his, his band and, and, uh, became a group called Jack's Mannequin. And Jack's Mannequin was, was a big hit. And, um, he was just going on tour for his first time when they cut their first album when he was, geez, 21, 22 years old. And, uh, the, the recording group that, uh, his album, uh, group gave him a camera to film this tour. And, and, and on the evening of his first concert, he wasn't feeling well. And they, he, he, they discovered he had, he had cancer. Oh no. Um, so, so he ended up filming his, his whole, um, sickness, you know, um, and for people that don't know this, if you go to YouTube or you go anywhere and you, you Google, uh, dear Jack. Okay, Jack's mannequin, Dear Jack. Um, his 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 whole adventure. It's about a five. You can find a five minute version. You can find a fifteen minute version. It's just a fantastic story about what he went through and, and what he battled, and he, he eventually made it back and, and continued touring and making albums. And now he's got a. a, a going to say a little girl he finally had a daughter but daughter now is uh, you know five or six and people might know uh cecilia and the satellite um cecilia is his daughter now that's, that was a big song that came out about two years ago that he wrote for yeah. his daughter so anyhow he, yeah he's he's touring and uh he's just uh he's a he's you know he's a guy that plays piano but it's a punk rock type piano and his songs are a little more you know not not as crazy how I, you know, a lot of us might like him, but a little more, you know, um, dark, dark blue is one of his big hits with Jack's mannequin. People might know, know that, but anyhow, he, he's just, he went through a lot, uh, just a great person. And, um, we, we enjoy his music tremendously. You know, he, he, he was influenced by Billy Joel and Elton John and Tom Petty. So that, that kind of tells you a little bit about, um, those types of, uh, influences and, uh, yeah, so so we we listen to a lot of Andrew McMahon. We listen to a lot of the Killers. I love Brandon Flowers and and what he does. And you know, we we've seen him in concert a few times too. So yeah, music is a great release uh, for our family. It's brought us together as a family. My my daughter is our, our oldest child. is twenty seven now, living down in Florida. And uh, um, it really brought us together. Then my, our two sons started going on, on the concerts with us and. As I said, I'm looking at uh, some stuff in my office here that Andrew wrote us and signed for us, and you know, it's uh, he's, he's just been a for us. He's been a, a special person in in our family that really brought us together as a, as a unit. Very, very nice. That's very cool. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll uh, yeah, Cecilia and the Satellites is the. Uh, is the song at least that that I'm very familiar with? I'll we'll have to do some digging on to uh, something corporate and Jack's mannequin, but uh, I'm impressed that you have yet to tell Andy Stores to give us an all Andrew McMahon playlist at nationals. Well, I did. I did give. I did ask him to play it one time, and he and he did. He during the Zamboni going around, and I actually filmed it. We were in Dallas at that year, and yeah filmed it and i sent it to andrew and he commented on it so um, yeah, yeah. He, com- he said where's my money where's my royalty <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Andy Storr said that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Joking, Andy. I'm joking. Uh, Very nice. Very nice. Well, listen, Craig Barnett, I can't thank you enough for being on uh, uh, the WCHL podcast. I can't thank you enough for putting up with me and my BS today. Um, I'm I'm grateful that you're inside and that it's uh, green outside and not uh, all white. But um, uh, listen, I, 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 I... I, I appreciate our friendship, but more importantly, I also uh, appreciate everything that you're doing for the ACHA. So uh, you're a class act, and like I said when we started this, I think you're the best damn thing that's uh, happened to the ACHA in a long, long, long time. And I, I, I hope there are many more five-year extensions in, in your future with the ACHA. Well, thank you for those kind words, Chris. I, I appreciate your friendship greatly, so thank you. All right. Hey, everybody, listen, hang on. We're going to uh, be right back. Hold on. What did I tell you? Did I tell you that thing is just chock full of information? Nationals, how it gets selected, where we're looking at, what, how, well, you know, that they're already looking for 2025 and even beyond that. Um, geez, World Cup of University Hockey, dealing with uh, divisions and, um, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. Craig is a, uh, I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it to anybody who listen, I think Craig is the best damn thing to happen to the ACHA in a long time. And um, it's, uh, I, it's my, it was my pleasure to have him on the WCHL podcast. So let's say thanks to Craig Barnett, uh, the executive director for the ACHA, for taking time out of his busy week to uh, join up here on this craptastic podcast of mine. And I want to thank the ACHA for uh, for keeping him around at least for another five years. That's another one of the one of the uh, smart decisions that they've made recently. And then um, uh, want to thank you, the listener, for uh, tuning in and keeping on supporting this WCHL podcast. As suboptimal as it is, as terrible as the host is, um, you you still listen and you still come back. And we can't thank you enough for, for your support of this podcast, for your support of the WCHL, for your support of the ACHA hockey. So without you guys, um, none of this happens. And these kids who are true student-athletes playing for the love of the game don't have a place or folks uh, to play for. So, um, with so thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, we hope everybody has a great start to the uh, 2023. It's hard to believe this 2023 already. Nationals is going to be here before we know it, March 16th through the 21st, up at the uh, New England Sports Center. So uh, let's get ready. Strap on those boots and tighten up your belt because the sprint is on for the last uh, eight, nine weeks of the season as we get ready to go to uh, to Boston and figure out who's going. So uh, until we get together here in a couple of more days, take care of yourself, take care of one another. We're going to see you at the rink soon. 